Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. It is Thursday, and you know what that means. That means we get the one and only Jonathan Twomley. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, other than probably you guys can see my eyes all swollen. Uh, <laughs> don't mind me blinking and winking and stuff the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for doing this. I know you're not 100%, but thank you for uh, having these discussions with us. Jonathan, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, if uh, anybody's watching my daily financial news, I went on a little bit of a rant this morning. Uh, I think the Federal Reserve missed an opportunity uh, to kind of take control of the environment, and they did not. I, I was hoping hoping for a half, but calling for a quarter, given that's what they've been telegraphing. Uh, uh, James Bullard, only Fed president to uh, dissent. He wanted a half. Uh, but Jonathan, I think um, I think Jerome Powell missed it. I, I, I do. I don't. Uh, I think he once again is kowtowing to Wall Street, and he's not. He's not thinking about Main Street. But maybe you. Maybe uh, you have an alternative opinion, or uh, you can guide me in a better place. Well, I don't know. I mean, I. I we've talked about this before about the signal that it would send if there was a really aggressive rate hike. Mm-hmm. I, I think probably what's going through their minds is worrying about shocking mm-hmm. all of the markets. And mm-hmm. especially now with probably what's, you know, what's going on in Ukraine and there's a lot of uncertainty around, I think they probably were feeling a little bit, uh, you know, gun shy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, I mean, I think that, you know, this looks like sort of a return to where we were in 2018 where, they're trying to normalize rates by the slow and steady and cautious kind of drip, drip, drip mm-hmm. of, of raising rates. Um, yes. I do not personally, I'm, I'm not like upset about this. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's good that they're starting to raise rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's necessary. And I think, I don't know, I mean, I think probably they're in a pretty tight spot and sure. they've got to do it. But they've got to do it in such a way that uh, you know that um, you know cause the the economy to crash, and that sure. that's the line that they're trying to walk. So, um, I I think it's fine. I think you know mm-hmm. time will tell how if this works or not. If it starts to rain in inflation, or not. I mean, I suspect it's not going to rain in much inflation with a quarter point. But if they continue to raise rates, mm-hmm. then I think that you know it'll start to have an effect, hopefully without crashing the whole thing. Um, yeah, well, let's. If if I were to step back and and try to look at it from what I assume Powell's trying to do, I think you're right. Right, he's he's trying to pull the proverbial soft landing. Yeah. Uh, again, if I step back, I would I, I would say you missed your opportunity. You're a year late, right? You printed, I don't know, five excess trillion dollars because they got nine point one or whatever it is on their balance sheet. I think they're long past. <laughs> Uh, a soft landing and thus uh back to a kid right when you're when you're ripping a band-aid off of one of your your children right uh, you can either do it slow one hair at a time which is the drip analogy in, in this discussion with a quarter point and a quarter point 
or you just go, okay, honey, it's going to hurt, but it's going to be over fast. Um, I think, I think they're choosing the proverbial easier route that ends in a nasty surprise. Cause I think a recession has to happen. Yeah. I, given all the money that's been put into all the, all just everything going on. I think a recession, I think we delayed a, a two, recession in 19 uh, because of the pandemic came out of nowhere. And yeah. I think you're going to pay it with interest. Uh, thus you either suffer now or you, you have, they're talking about PCE or inflation not getting back to 2% all the way into 2024. Yeah. That's 33 months from now. I, I'm sorry, inflation not getting back to, oh, you mean get coming back down? To yeah, their target rate. So they're talking about PCE, personal consumption expenditure, being in the mid fours by the end of this year. So nowhere close. Uh, the high or the, the low threes by the end of next year. And the year after that, Ah, maybe the low twos. That means CPI is going to be crazy for a couple of years. But I don't think we should get to two, back down to 2% inflation. I don't okay. think it's healthy. I think a higher inflation number is actually healthier for the economy. Somewhere maybe around 3%, okay. right, 3.5%. 2% was a target because they were always trying to get Yeah, there, they're trying to goose it, yeah. Trying to get up to 2%, which they had, they had trouble doing for years. Um, but I think that you know, 3% would be perfectly healthy. We don't need to get back to two. Mm -hmm. um, but I, but I kind of feel like, I mean, I agree with you that a recession is going to happen one way or another. I, I do think that they're trying to engineer a soft landing. I'm not so sure that the difference between like uh, a, a quarter point and a, and a half point would really make that much difference if, in terms of inflation. If the signal that they're sending is they're going to be raising rates, so get ready for it. Um, whereas maybe a half point, like a really aggressive half point would really shock markets. And that probably is what, that they, were, what they were trying to avoid. I mean, again, we were talking about this before. Mm -hmm. We get 7% inflation or 8% inflation. It's not good, but it's also not, this is not 20% inflation. This is not like, you know, Paul Volcker territory mm -hmm. yet anyway. So I don't think that like yeah. a shocking signal to the markets is necessary as much as telling them, hey, look, we're taking away the punch bowl mm -hmm. a little bit, of, you know, so get ready. This is more like last call, right? It's not like, yeah, it's, exactly. It's not like, it's it's not like hey, like, yeah, yoink, here it goes, you know, but I think it's more like, hey, you know, last call for alcohol, yep. uh, you know, yeah, you, don't yeah. home, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that see, that's, the, that's where I kind of diverge is. I think the Fed needed to shock Wall Street. Now is the best time ever, right? The Fed has two mandates. I mean, Paul or Paul Volcker, Jerome Powell said repeatedly yesterday in his news news conference that we have 1.7 job openings for every unemployed person. Yeah. So congratulations, Jerome. You've nailed full employment better than anybody ever has. And you're still not willing to, to tell Wall Street. I'm in charge. And that's what Paul Volcker did. Paul Volcker raised rates like 27 times in a year. He yeah. took it up 800 base. He, the Fed was in charge. Ever since Greenspan, Bernanke, Yellen, all of these folks, they've been worried about Wall Street, the 1%, the 2%, and they don't want to rock the boat. At this point, they should have rocked the boat. They should have demanded and said, we're in charge. You guys are over leveraged. Your bets are concentrated. You're you're, the cheap money that's funding IPOs and SPACs and all this other freaking nonsense, not good. You're going to lose some money. And they didn't. They just said, we'll take care of you. 
uh, we're going to let inflation run hot for three or four years and hurt Main Street. It was classic Wall Street versus Main Street, and they chose wrong, in my opinion. I, and back to your other point, a half a point doesn't dent inflation, nor does a quarter. But it's the signal that Wall Street, you need to pony up the land of free money, the land of going after SPACs and IPOs with no earnings is over. And um, in my opinion, they missed it. I mean, I'm not sure that the, the, the half a point you're going from where interest rates were to mm -hmm. half a point higher would necessarily impact that very much just because mm -hmm. money is still cheap by historical standards, right? And sure. if you, if you, you know, uh, my friend Bruce Frazier mm -hmm. uh, had a very uh, interesting kind of take on this, which is that if you, if you look at inflation and interest rates, we're still in a, in, in real terms, we're still in a negative. Oh, absolutely. Rate, right. So, it's still the incentive is still there uh, to go out and spend like a drunken sailor because your your you know your uh, your real interest rate is is negative, right? For so sure. so I so I don't think that a half point would necessarily do it, but I do think that I think I think what I'll be watching for is does Powell when the when Wall Street starts to suffer some pain, right? Mm -hmm. 2018 2019 mm -hmm. will they continue or not that's i think where the rubber hits the road not so much whether they send a big signal now because they could do a half point now and then wall street could scream and then they just stop and that would be meaningless right so i think it's mm -hmm. i think it's really whether they stick to this plan of rent of raising rates on a schedule or not mm -hmm. is is where we'll find out and i that's what i would like to see i would like to see okay. that Continue to raise to continue to do what's what the economy needs, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what Wall Street says. Because well, you know, and and stopping to treat to stop treating Wall Street like Wall Street is the economy, right? right. That's not, been yeah. that's been the problem. They, Wall Street is not the economy. You know, the vast majority of Americans own no stock at all. Exactly. Uh, and and so uh, the idea that uh, you know that. The Fed plays only to Wall Street is bad. So, but that's what I'm, that's what I'll be looking for. We may not be at that point for another year. Oh, I, I, wasn't it like? And again, this is just pure memory. I think it was they took it from two and a half Fed funds to two and three quarters, which is what caused the the tantrum in late eighteen. Was that where it was? Yeah, somewhere around there. It was, yeah, it was starting to get almost like almost to three. Yeah, like almost to something looking like normal. Right, and then, and then Wall Street had a. Yeah, so we're so six more raises. Uh, that only we're still sub two this year. So we're talking summer of twenty three, assuming they do a quarter point kind of Bernanke style. Yeah, that's a long way away. That's that. I mean, that's. I mean, inflation's not done going up at this point, given where commodities and whatnot are. So that's a that's a lot of pain. And again, the biggest thing that Powell seems to be worried about, I think, actually occurs by delaying this and that is a wage wage spiral inflation right mm -hmm. he called it out yesterday it's wage wage inflation is yet yet not taken root and something we watch every day or you know something like that and the longer he delays this and mom and dad are seeing their grocery bill and their gas bill and their rent bill and this and that bill they're going to demand higher wages it's it's coming and it's, it already started at kind of the first line level job, service sector jobs already happening. It's, it's going to work its way up the stack. People are going to demand higher wages. Well, so you know, well, here's what's interesting though, about the, 
the job situation, like the great mm -hmm. resignation. And I think, and I think this is why Powell can say there's not wage inflation going on right now, because what's happening is that people are quitting and they're moving on to higher to better jobs, right? They haven't been able to quit for a long time. So they're basically mm -hmm. doing like, you know, the way that you advance uh, in, in this country is by quitting and going and getting a different job. No right? question. So, yep. so that's what a lot of that was pent up for several years. And so now people are all of a sudden, all at the same time, you know, doing, it's just like, you know, a lot of the other things we've seen where there's like a lot of pent up things happening at the same time, or like a lot of people. So like with this, like move to the suburbs that, mm -hmm. that now nobody's talking about anymore. Right. That yeah. it was like, like people, like sort of three years of people moving to the suburbs got condensed into a couple months. Right. Or, you know, I think we're seeing the same thing here. So, mm. so that, People, individual people may be making more money, but the job is not paying more, right? Mm -hmm. so it's simply people going from lower level to higher level jobs. So of course, at the bottom now, what, what's happening is those jobs have to pay more. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you're seeing it throughout the whole economy, which is why, that's probably why the Fed is saying, well, we're not seeing job inflation. We're not seeing wage inflation because they're not paying more for those jobs, just people stepping up to the next like higher yeah, they're taking their skill and they're growing a competitor, right? You want to right. make 5% more, stay where you are. You want to make 15 or 20% more, quit and right. go to a competitor. And it's, it's also, they're probably stepping up, right? Yeah. Not in terms of like going to a competitor, but they're probably going for the yeah. next Plus level one. up job, right? So yeah. I think that's, you know, a lot of what's happening. There's been this, pen, this inability of people to move, but everybody, all of the, you know, I don't know if you recall this and I wish I had something that I could directly cite, but I, recall reading a lot of articles over the last couple of years in which people were essentially saying like, as soon as I can, I'm leaving my job. Yeah. Right? Something like 75 or 80% of people were like, I'm out of here as soon as it's possible to get mm -hmm. out of here. So, and, and so now with the economy having opened up over the last you know, six months, that's I think what you're seeing yeah. is, is people really like just doing that thing they wanted to do. But again, but now we'll see like, as that sort of filters through and that process plays out, then we'll see if what you're saying is right, where people are like, hey, I need more money. But if they've already given themselves a pay raise, like maybe it's not going to impact them as much. Who knows? But yeah, you know. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. I, again, the Fed, in my opinion, had two choices. They chose the, they, they chose the easier path, uh, at least in the short term. Uh, I think there's gonna be nasty surprises around the corner, but we shall see. Uh, Jonathan, how can people follow you and get part of your world? Well, uh, there's a number of ways. If you would like to invest in deals that I sponsor or co-sponsor, you can Google my company, Two Bridges Asset Management, and fill out the investor form that you'll find there. Uh, you can join my free Facebook group, which mm -hmm. is the multifamily investment community, where we have a lot of discussion around multifamily investing issues. And if you would like to join my coaching program, you can go to multifamilylaunchpad.org slash join and check awesome. it out. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate you. Absolutely.